Hi, my name is Josh McCarthy, and I want to welcome you to another edition of our Ask the Experts Weekend here on 104.5 WOKV. And this show is dedicated to you, the workforce of today and tomorrow. Pete, the job guy, Langlois, introduces his listeners to the most innovative companies, and he explores the career journeys behind some of the world's most influential individuals. And this is all done with an honest and oh-so-entertaining filter that is unique to Pete, the job guy, Langlois. Take it away, Pete. you hard workers and I'd like to congratulate you right now for making a great decision and that is listening to hard worker with Pete the job guy as you heard Josh say as he says every week this show is dedicated to the workforce of today and tomorrow so who is that that's you that's your parents the guy down the street we all work and the information we share with you will help you to be more effective and productive in your jobs another part of the show is we introduce you to Jacksonville's you know some of the most influential people in Jacksonville and this week is no different we got a great guest actually we have two guests today and we're gonna get to them in just a second if you're new to the show there's a couple parts of the show that are that are really super cool number one Eric Ross, who also has a, he was a weekly contributor for so long, and Eric had a piece that's called Common Sense Ain't So Common, and we do that every week, and it's it's a great little ditty where Eric shares um, a story that happened in business that'll leave you scratching your head. Did people really do this? Did the manager really say that? And it's real. It happens. But Eric also shares with you what you can do so that that segment is never about you. <laughs> he gives you the information to help you kind of through some of those challenges at work, and it's great stuff. Eric is now my co-host on the show. Welcome, Eric, as, as we you. say every week. Thank you. I'm just here to pick up the heavy stuff since you're getting old and you can't pick up heavy stuff anymore, but it I'm is, here for you. It is true, and I appreciate the support. <laughs> but uh, another part of the show, too, is we have Boston Danny uh, that's on our show, and Boston Danny comes on every week and brags about his sports teams, talks about his grandson Desmond, and all these great things Boston-related. But one thing he does for you guys, if you have a special someone that has a birthday an anniversary, or maybe someone did something special for you at work and you just want to say thanks, you can do it through a shout-out, right? On the show, Boston Danny will give your special someone a shout-out, and it'll be a wicked piss of one, and he'll do it in a manner that only Boston Danny can. So if you have a special someone that you'd like to be acknowledged on the show, send me an email, Pete at PeteTheJobGuy.com, and we'll put that email in Boston Danny's hot little hands, and he'll take care of your special someone. Now, we have a great guest today. I mean, Eric, we are so fortunate. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's the great, bad. great guest alert uh, signal. No, this this guest right here, Eric, you know this. I, I've been chasing this guy down for about, I don't know, a year and a half, mm. talking to him, saying, you got to come on the show. You got to come on the show. Then we have COVID and schedule this and that. Well, I finally got him uh, on the show, and I'm excited about it. His name is the world famous Scott Henley, and Scott is the Senior Vice President of Global Services at Newmark Phoenix Realty Group. And and you know what what I love about well, welcome to the show first, Scott. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's great great being here with you guys. Yeah. Are you excited or nervous? 
Uh, a little bit of both. <laughs> Far more excitement, though, of course. I'd be now, nervous this, here. <laughs> yeah, one of the great things about Scott, I'm going to tell you, he is an expert uh, with commercial, all things commercial real estate. And uh, he's helped me navigate through some very difficult uh, transitions where we move from a smaller office to a bigger office, need a lot, a lot more space. But my stuff is small potatoes. This guy, <laughs> he, he does big offices. He does a lot. But the market is weird right now. The, the commercial real estate market, because I think certain people think that things are different than they are. And I just want to open it up with the broad brush, Scott. Like, what trends are you seeing right now in the commercial real estate market? Well, it's it's really interesting to see your larger your larger office users, and especially if they're global or national users, have really have really been slow to to bring their employees back to the office. Right, right? they're still trying to navigate what they're going to look like as they come back, and how do they get employees back? On the other hand, when you look at local offices where decisions are made, whether it's in Jacksonville or Florida. And on the smaller side of the footprint, so maybe 15,000 square feet and less, it's interesting to see that those users are, are really active in our marketplace today, right? They, I would almost say more active than pre-COVID. And I think a lot of that has to do with the real estate decisions are, are being made at a local level. Now, the one area that we see a little bit difference in there is in the software industry or some of the IT industry. It, those companies, even if the decisions are being made locally, have really struggled to bring their employees back because in instances where they force their employees to come back, that hmm. person that works for that technology company or writes code could easily go work from home from you know with Oracle or, or Microsoft or, or some other global company where they don't have to be you know in the actual office. So in that instance, you're actually seeing the employees really making real estate decisions for those organizations. Interesting. Yeah. So first off, your, your rap sheet here, it's like two pages long. We won't go through every single acquisition. <laughs> I always it's, say we need my, a small bio. <laughs> I, I know. Pete sent me this. Like My eyes crossed when I tried to read it. So quick question. When you say larger users versus smaller users, are you basing that off square footage or number of employees within a company? Well, there's typically a direct correlation there, but yes, I would, well, let's just talk square footage, right? Generally speaking in the market, your 15,000 square feet and less are, are, fairly, are fairly active. Your larger users, say greater than that, up to 100,000 square feet or, or even larger, are, are the ones that are still trying to, to to, to gather their footprint, if you will. Okay. We might have to use that for common sense ain't so common, because I did not know that. Um, <laughs> timeline. I guess it's all relative, too, <laughs> right? right? That's like, exactly what it is. Um, timeline. When should a company be looking, um, if they're making a move, future needs, when should they start the process? Ooh, good question. So, you know, it's interesting. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've reached out to a, a potential tenant, and they've said, hey, I've, I've got six months left on my lease, and I've got plenty of time. Um, and unfortunately, they're so mistaken there. And in my opinion, you can you can really not be too early in evaluating your space needs. But at a minimum, you know, you should be looking at your space needs within a year of a lease expiration. And if you're a larger tenant, you may, and when I say larger, 20,000 or greater, you can start looking 18 months. You know, if you're considering a build to suit, you could even start looking 24 to 36 months in advance. The more time you have on the side, the greater value 
that you can create for the organization through the process. Right. You know, here's one thing that, that from experience, I've learned a little bit, and uh, I, I'm still learning, as you know. <laughs> what I learned to do is pick up the phone and call Scott Henley, <laughs> and, and, and that works. But when you're evaluating space, like potential spaces, there's got to be some kind of a process maybe that you could share with listeners. Sure. Uh, you know, I've kind of tried to streamline the process and, and I've really looked at it as kind of like five steps, right? You've got your definition phase and that's when the company wants to define the criteria. What's your workforce like? Attraction and retention of talent is important. The overall environment that your office is going to be in, um, potentially meeting with an, uh, an architect or someone that can help you develop a program. If you don't have someone that develops a program, we have tools internally that can help to develop that program. And that is, is really that definition phase. And then once you understand the definition, once the company understands the goals and objectives, we put together what's really a feasibility analysis, right? You've, de you've, you've defined the requirement, you understand goals and objectives, and now you need to understand what those costs are going to be, how that's going to impact the P&L. So we run a feasibility analysis to, to really evaluate at a high level the different markets, your overall occupancy cost. Occupancy cost is traditionally a second or highest second highest expense on a PL statement. So the, the the more you can drive and reduce occupancy costs, the the higher you can increase profitability. And that may be partner distributions, that may just go into your own pocket. So understanding that's a critical part part of that process. Once you've defined the feasibility, you understand that, we go into what we call the market survey. We do an evaluation of the market. We deliver back. You want to understand all potential options that are available to you. Once you've gone through that, there's a tour process that we go through. And, and once you've evaluated all the potential options, you've toured some options, we get into what we call the qualification phase. And in the qualification phase, that's really what, where you want to start evaluating the, the terms, if you will, of that lease document. And as a part of the qualification phase, you really want to understand the rental rates, the concessions that are being offered, the size space that you're going to be occupying, operating expenses. I can't tell you how many times operating in expenses can have a big impact in your lease over a five, seven, or 10-year period. Tenant improvements, base building conditions, parking concessions, renewal options, oh expansion God. rights, <laughs> right. contraction rights, <laughs> signage rights, telecommunication, non-disturbance language. There's a lot that goes into that. And the more that you can negotiate that in what we call an RFP process or an LOI, the just the better you're going to position yourself when you come to the lease document. I can tell you that generally speaking, when a tenant goes to an actual lease document, the lease document's really reserved to negotiate indemnification language, insurance, you know, legalese, if you will. Right. Not the the, the, the terms and, and right. like the, the meat and potatoes is something that's done before you get to that stage. Correct. And there's so much that goes into, like I mentioned, operating expenses. How do those increase over time? Right. The tenant improvement dollars. Is there construction management fees associated? Who's the ownership of the building? Right. Is the building um, uh, someone that's going to buy this and, and flip it? Or is this a long-term owner? Who manages the property, right? You're essentially, you as the tenant is, are marrying, if you will, this landlord. So the, the, the more you understand the landlord, property management, the overall ter deal terms, just the, 
better outcome you're going to have. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So two things I took out of that. Incredibly easy, not complicated at all. Is that accurate? <laughs> Followed, well, it's a pretty building. It's close to home. I'll follow, go there. Followed by six months is plenty of time, correct? <laughs> ne- Again, the more, time you, the more time you Goodness have, gracious. the better. But generally speaking, and today when you're talking about, you know, everyone's busy. I mean, we're so fortunate to be in Jacksonville. We're right. so fortunate to be in Florida. I mean, it's just it's just amazing place to to be doing business. And, and people are busy. Architects are busy. General contractors mm-hmm. are busy supply chains are having struggles. So, you know, as you go through this process, when when you're getting a preliminary space plan done for the space, you know, that can take 30 days. As you negotiate these things and get pricing, that can take 30, 60 days. When you go into permitting, that can take 60, oh, yeah. 90 yeah, wait, days. Wait, you, how long does it take to get your yeah. permit? Once you, just, you just experienced that, makes, right, Pete? 90 days, I think, uh, beyond that. It might it, have been It makes months. me uh, re-question us looking for space currently, by the way, so... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to reevaluate that. And that's why I just in the, in the beginning of this, I talked about the more time you have, the better outcome you can achieve. It's really it's really that simple. Very fair. So two markets here, office market and industrial markets as it relates to vacancy. Is this a tenant market or a landlord market? Ooh, which you get these questions. That's a great question. <laughs> I didn't come up with that myself, by the way. Was, <laughs> that was a good uh, one. But is it a tenant or a landlord? What, what is it right now? Industrial. Um, and what I call industrial is your you know, distribution, bulk warehouse, and even the flex, which we, in our industry, flex is kind of that office warehouse component. Without a doubt, very little supply, landlord market. I mean, it is just amazing. And that's not only in, in Jacksonville. I mean, I'm working on projects in Milwaukee, Charlotte. Austin, South Florida, and those markets are just all very tight uh, for the product. On the office side, um, it's the landlords have been fortunate. They haven't really had to drop their 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 rental rates. Mm-hmm. They've been able to really maintain rental rates. It's it's definitely more of a tenant market, but not what you would have expected. Through COVID, yeah, that's it, that's kind of like mind blowing a little bit because I'm thinking people are slow to come back to the office, or you know, when I go to my office building, even I, I, there seems to be a lot of vacancy. There seems to be a lot of open space. So you think, oh, now's the time to get a great deal, but that's not just the case, is it? That that really isn't. And it's interesting because as you drive through these buildings, if you pay attention to the buildings that have you see cars, most of those are going to be local. If you kind of look at the tenant roster in those buildings, those are really probably mostly local tenants, right? And then the ones you see vacancy, where you see a lot of cars mm. not in the parking, if you look and look at the tenant roster That's there, right. it's probably a lot of corporate users. <laughs> hey, the thing you know is, what you're talking about. <laughs> those, but those tenants are have all been able to pay their rent through COVID, right? Like, it's just interesting. I, I talked to an asset manager the other day, and they had a million and a half square foot a square foot portfolio in Jacksonville, and of that million and a half square feet, only one 1,500 square foot tenant, one just 1,500 square feet, uh, defaulted during COVID. Wow. So wow. it's so, been so very first helpful. time, first time buyer rents. I'm looking right now at spaces. I want about 15,000 square feet. What do you recommend? Buyer rents. You know, that's that's a that's a great question. Um, it really depends. I mean, what I've always told. What I've always told my clients that if you if you know that that fifteen thousand square feet is gonna is gonna fit you for the foreseeable future, and what I really mean by that is, in my opinion, at least ten years. Mm. 
that I would I would have no issues with recommend buying. If you really don't understand your footprint and you have potential for growth or reduction of space, then you really, in my opinion, need to be leasing. And what I, and the reason why I say that is if you go out and buy something and all of a sudden in five years you end up you need to you need to actually sell it and the market has gone down, you may be in a position where you 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 take somewhat of a hit. If if you're doing a 20 year amortization and you sit in there for 10 years, it, the likelihood that you actually take a loss during that time frame is a lot is a lot smaller. Got it. You have two questions, sir, before we run out of time. But oh, <clears throat> Josh, that music right there is telling us it's crystal ball time. This oh, is where Eric asked you to make a prediction. Mm. Eric Ross, what are you going to ask him? So I, I love um, people predicting the future. You ready for this? I am ready. Okay. I want predictions over the next, let's say, three to five years in commercial real estate, the market in general. That's my crystal ball talk, by the way. <laughs> Terrible. Sorry about that. Well, all I can say is when you're trying to forecast real estate three to five years out, the only thing that you're for sure going to happen with that forecast is it'll be wrong. <laughs> so Perfect. <laughs> Sounds like my entire portfolio. Yeah. But go ahead. <laughs> With that being said, I mean, again, we're so fortunate to be in Florida. We're so fortunate to to, to be in Jacksonville. Uh, across, when you look at our rental rates, you know, th- compared uh, through Florida, we have low rental rates. We've got a lot of we've got a lot of room for growth. Uh, we've got a lot of room for expansion. Uh, I think as companies uh, start to bring, you know, companies are starting to bring their employees back. I think you're going to see companies provide a model that allows them to be their employees to be a little bit more flexible in, in the if way they, don't, they work. they're going to lose those employees. Mm-hmm. True. I'm right with you. You know, traditionally a 20,000 square foot user pre-COVID, you know, maybe now they're using 12 or 15,000 square right. feet, right? So I, I think I think you're going to continue to to see that that work its way through. I think you're going to continue to see office can uh, prosper. I think the demand for industrial, I don't, I don't see that changing in the foreseeable future. And I think Jacksonville's poised to, to, to really do well. Uh, on that note, hottest markets in Florida, you better answer Jacksonville, by the way, but besides Jacksonville, <laughs> just kidding, the answer, what are the hottest markets you see in Florida right now? I mean, really the, those markets are, are, are South, are South Florida. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just, the, the, Jupiter and further south. Jupiter, further south, Miami. I mean, I'd really say that Miami Dade County. Yeah. Um, Tampa's having a lot of growth. Orlando's starting to get its, you know, its foot back. But like, they have a lot of hospitality, uh, yeah. you know, industry in Orlando. So they that the hot office market's definitely has been slower to to, to come back. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is Jacksonville is the best market for all businesses to move to and come to. That's absolutely <laughs> the case. Before, Lower rental rates, yeah, yeah. great landlords, great place to do business. River City by the sea. We have the intersection of mm. I-10 and 95, a beautiful port. Jacksonville's a spot right now. There, there's nothing better than Jacksonville. And then we got sunshine and endless beaches. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> it's not bad. Scott, I'm going to ask you this question I ask all my guests. If you could get in a time machine, right, and go way back in time and meet your younger self, maybe 19, 20 years old, if you could walk right up to your younger self and say, hey, Scott, let me give you this bit of advice, business or otherwise, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, that's that's a really easy one. <clears throat> I wish 
that um, I would have gotten involved in in the church um, far earlier in my life than I ever did. Wow, that's awesome. So I imagine it was kind of life changing for you. It has been. Yeah. It. Uh, I'm envious. I, I I'm a deacon at eleven twenty two, and I'm envious of these young kids that are so heavily involved in the church. And if I could go back, that's a very simple question. That's what I would do. Excellent. I know you have great burger flipping skills. You've seen that, Eric, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I have to comment on that. I, I have to talk to you on the side too about the, the church in 1122. That's a similar lesson I wish I learned. But so I met you a couple times at Providence and I must um, compliment you on your burger flipping skills. You have a gift. We have a dad's club there and we, we cook burgers for, for games. So. Scott and Eric, both members of Providence Woo! Dad's Club. <laughs> Thanks I, for flipping burgers with me, man. I have trained and trained for those days. <laughs> <laughs> what an honor and a privilege that has been. Yeah. And I know you live in Isla Palms, as I do too. Um, you know, you're a fisherman. What, uh, what, how's the fishing these the fi- days? The, 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 the bite's been on. Yeah. The, Favorite the, the, fish to catch. One, two, three, go. Uh, Marlin. Oh, wow. Most frustrating fish to catch. Marlin. <laughs> the best tasting fish to eat. Triggerfish. The worst tasting fish to eat. Bonita. <laughs> He's on it. I love it. I love it. Have you ever shot a fish with a spear gun? Yes. What kind of fish was it? Oh, goodness. Uh, grouper, flounder, okay. trigger. Oh, he's a player. I'll he's, talk about this he's all day. a water day. guy. <laughs> all right. You, you just played lightning rod. <laughs> hey, um, real quick, let's get some contact information. Let's say I'm a CFO of a company, maybe a president of a company, and or I'm just looking for, for space or to learn more about the market. How can people get in touch with you and learn more about you? Sure. The best way to get in touch with me would be at the office. That number is 904-224-5422. Say that again. Just 904-224-5422. Good All pause. Right. Good pause. All right. Guys, uh, you know, our guest, today, I want to thank you, uh, Scott, for coming on the show today. We really appreciate you sharing that information with us. I appreciate you having me. It's it's an honor. I love your show. I listen to it, you know, weekly. I, I wouldn't miss it. All right. Good deal. Guys, that music tells us we're coming to the bottom of the hour break. You're listening to Hard Worker with Pete the Job Guy on 104.5 WOKV. You're listening to Hard Work with Pete the Dot Guy and 1.5 WKV. Welcome back, all you hard workers. In that little that little voice you just heard, welcome back. Hot, you're listening. It's Pete, the job guy. That is Adeline, and that is our producer, Josh McCarthy's daughter, and she's kind enough to do that for us each and every week. That is a future radio star right there, folks. If you missed the first half of the show, we had Scott Henley on. And I'm going to tell you, if you missed it, it's okay, because you can go to Pete, the job guy. And you can listen to it there. We're going to load it up on like Tuesday or Wednesday or so. Um, But it's also, I think I'm on Apple, iPod, Spot of This, and I don't know whatever you call it. My podcast. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I butcher it all the time. Uh, But guys, on the second half, we're going to do things a little bit different. I have a second guest on. It's, It's to commemorate Black History Month. And I'm so fortunate that I have the human resource director of my company, Ascendo Resource. 
addresses. Her name is Maria Mora. Maria, welcome to Hard Working with Pete Hello, Chaga. everybody. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hello. Yeah, she's got a couple questions. As we know, it's Black History Month. What is Ascendo Resources, our company, doing in honor of this uh, historic month? So this year we're doing uh, amazing things. Uh, for the first time since since we started, we created an ERG, which is an employee resources group specifically to spearhead all of the Black History Month efforts. And we're doing a little bit of everything from trivia related to history, painting of uh, African-American artists and inventions. And we're supporting Black-owned restaurants throughout our 14 offices, um, as an additional effort, so we've done a lot and, and we've come very far since I first joined the company. That's awesome. I know in our office, once we got the, the memo, what we're doing, we researched, we made sure we knew, uh, you know, we had a, a black owned uh, restaurants, mm -hmm. reached out to them, placed the order. And, you know, we feel like we're part of something special. Yeah. So uh, I've known you for, for months now, Maria. Yeah. Now we just met about what, 10 exactly. minutes ago. Like, <laughs> Five minutes ago, but go for yeah, it. Yeah, maybe seven minutes ago. But I see your your nickname here is what I see, Maria, a.k.a. Rockstar Mora. Did I get that correct? That's what <laughs> that's, I got. That's all Pete. It has oh, Pete written all over she's it. She's a rock star. Okay. <laughs> Follow-up question. Why is Black History Month important to Ascendo? So, uh, first and foremost, we're a certified minority-owned company. Um, our, both of our founders are uh, minorities and as you know, to be a minority-owned company, you have to be 51% owned by a specific minority. In that sense only, we celebrate and, and we want to make sure that we bring awareness to any and all celebrations. And Black History Month for us is important because we celebrate our diversity. Um, and we have a lot of that. You can ask Pete. You know, oh. All of our offices have you know a, an amazing mix of, of people from different backgrounds. And, and it's important for us to celebrate the experience, to learn about the actual history. And and this is not because it's trending. This is not because it's hip. It's because it's part of our culture and part of what we do as a company and what we've built so much upon in the last years. Well, Love one it. thing that I know is so important to culture, uh, uh, to Ascendo, is culture. Culture, your culture a lot. It is something we embody, embrace at, at the the office level. But I know from a top down, what what is culture? Let's talk a little bit more about what culture is and why is that important? So culture, uh, and the way, I'm, I'm not giving you the dictionary definition, of course, but it, let's talk about Ascendo specifically. For us, culture is that integration of everybody, uh, how we're how we came to be here where we come from and we're talking about nationality we're talking about um family history we're talking about experience so for us the culture is that really important mix that we bring to the table and we celebrate that uh in all the sense of the of the word celebration culture is that the unification of of all of those efforts that different people from different backgrounds bring together. Right. And Eric, you've, you've been to my office here in Jacksonville. I sure have. Let me, you know, you, you'll say just like anybody will, we're every age, every mm -hmm. ethnicity, yep. every color of yep. the rainbow. We're such a diverse group. But the, those diverse backgrounds bring us together and make us the, the, the fastest growing staffing business in Jacksonville. And if you take it on a macro level, I dare say that Ascendo is the fastest growing uh, staffing firm in the United and, States. And if not, is, we're down close to I, it. I love it. And and again, I, I love visiting your office, obviously. <clears throat> this is an off script question here, but Ascendo Resources, how many offices across the U.S. do you currently have? 14. Can you tell me the cities of all of them? 
That's that's putting you on the spot. Okay, oh. I'm, I'm gonna try. So let me go. I'll from fill in the blanks south. if you're ready. I like this. I like so this. So we have Miami for Lauderdale, Tampa, um, Orlando, Jacksonville. A second one in Orlando, which is healthcare. We have New York, New Jersey, Charlotte, um, Atlanta. Um, Keep going. Chicago, Schaumburg. There's two in Chicago. And we have our national consulting team, which sits out of different, uh, they kind of work remote and they report to different offices, but we have people in Ohio, we have people in in, in Wisconsin, and I know I'm missing somebody and they're going to kill me when they realize <laughs> you know it is, I Pete? didn't say it. <laughs> no, I want to see you. Oh my goodness. Maybe we can edit them in. So just, just to, to re-acknowledge, I guess, what we're talking about. You talk about diverse, different areas throughout the U.S. Mm-hmm. How different is the office from Miami to Jacksonville? So, or Jacksonville to Chicago? Or Atlanta to Chicago? I would say that what makes it different is definitely the people. It's not necessarily the location. But what I can tell you is that everybody comes in or comes at Ascendo has a very distinctive trait. And and when we're doing the interview process, we, we're very good at identifying that. And Jacksonville has a very specific process. I might be presenting people to them and they're like, Maria, they're amazing. They're not going to work out here. Or they might be, they're amazing and they would be a great fit for the Tampa office. You know, so we're really good at that. What makes us different is definitely, you know, the people and, and um, the different... Well, let's go back to it, the different cultures that we have in, in with those people in the it's, offices. It's true, and, and I'll, I'll share with you some, some kind of cool stuff. As I've been in staffing for 25 years. I've been doing it for a long time at a very high level. I've hired a lot of people, and it's a sales culture. And inherent in sales is there's typically some turnover, right? It's not for everybody. Some people have phonitis. Some people, <laughs> you know, they're just not good at it, or they get burnt out. We have the lowest turnover bar none That's a big deal. In, in this That's office. A big deal. And I think a lot of it has to do with the upfront interview process. It's a multi-layer, multiple-step consensus group that we have to say, you know, again, it doesn't matter if someone's uh, in their 60s or in their 20s. Like, we're not looking for a profile. We're looking, do they have the ability? What what can they bring to the table and what can we offer them in their professional development? And is there that level of synergy that we can be all rowing the same direction, however diverse we are, yeah. you know? I, so. I love this. And let's consider this a, a commercial for Ascendo Resources, right? Do you try and take the culture that you have within Ascendo when you, when you bring on a client, replicate that culture, that process? So when you're bringing a hire to another company... Are you trying to replicate what you have at Ascendo making your hires? I don't understand what he's talking about. I, I do. What I'll say to <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Let me get that one. Why don't you no, get it? What, what I would say is that, uh, that, oh that I don't think that's necessarily possible every single time. But what we can tell you is that we make, uh, we make sure that whoever we identify as a potential candidate for a placement, they encompass what the company is looking for. And... Again, not everybody's a fit for every place, but we try to make the best job out of it. All right, Maria, what you don't know about Eric here mm-hmm. is he works for uh, 212 Benefits. It's a great company, and uh, he helps uh, small and mid-sized uh, uh, companies uh, with their benefit offering to attract and retain some of the best employees that are out there. There's a war on talent. You have to do more so for the employee. So what you're saying is that we need to talk after this. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> that's a different conversation. Yeah, that's okay. a great conversation. <laughs> but what are some of the things, and Eric, you're going to like this. I what love are it. some of the things right now 
beyond just our standard benefits that Ascendo Resources is doing for employees. One of my favorite is Je parle français, but I don't speak uh, Spanish, and I want to speak Spanish. Well, like, what are some of the things that Ascendo is going be above and beyond to attract and retain their great employees? So, um, a lot, but the ones that I can mention, work-life balance, we've built a lot on that. And this is pre-COVID. Uh, I joined the company pre-COVID and it was already there. Um, staffing, as you know, you need to be there. You need to feed off the energy Staffing of the doesn't people. have work-life balance, right? right. Grind, but, grind, but we grind. Do, we've built a lot on that. Um, we've done something that people might think it's silly, but... Spanish classes, just language classes across the company, free of charge for everybody. We have a, a great mental health uh, program backup. This is also free of charge for everybody. In addition to that, we have very specific events around the offices that are not work events. These are, you know, entertaining events, and, and we take the people out, and we recognize, and we celebrate. That's huge. Another one that I would say is, and it's coming up, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. Uh -oh. Soon we're going to have, you know, tuition reimbursement, which is huge, and we've never had that before. And, and yes, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be uh, steps to get to it, but we're just working towards making sure that it's not only the insurance, the dental, the vision, the 401k, that there's more to it. Um it's just wonderful. It's <laughs> can, I, can I share with you one of the things that Eric and I had some very healthy discussion over the last few weeks? It was probably about a month ago or so when, we, when it was just you and me. And we kind of went through, like for me, benefits was benefits, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like you have this or you don't have that 401k, wow, or this. But there's so many more things to consider. And Eric shared some cool ones. I, I just like the one that you shared with me, too, about the, the uh, what's what, when you need the a cat. Uber account? Well, the, uh, yeah, Uber. Yeah, the Uber thing. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. I could I could nerd out on this stuff for days, right? So, <laughs> and, and I'll keep it brief. At this point, if you don't, at the bare minimum, offer the essentials, right? Your health, dental, vision, 401k, and some companies do or don't. What do they contribute? But now I call it shiny object syndrome. What are the shiny objects that you can offer that matter to the employees, right? Spanish speaking, that's incredible. I would love that. We have other employees at our company that it may not, it may not interest them. The Uber account's another fun one too, but the tuition reimbursement, I know we shouldn't talk about it. That's awesome. Keep up the keep up that trend, right? What else can you offer and provide for employees, and that will that will bring more people to Ascendo and keep them at Ascendo. Yeah, that's it's it's all the non tangibles, I think, uh, too. It's that's big and and it's very important. You know, another thing that we're big on, and Pete, you're you're a testament to this. Working parents, we're super mm. comprehensive. I am a working parent, and from day one, I've been nothing if not you know accommodated in everything and anything that I need. And I think it's because. We take a different approach, and that's huge for us. And it's very really different huge. from staffing. I yeah. remember in a, in a previous life when I worked for another staffing agency many years ago, uh, to leave at 5.30 p.m., uh, to go coach my son's baseball team, it was like I was a part timer. Oh, you got the banker's hours. I heard it all the time, and it was it was a guilt trip to leave early to take. Here we're like. You know, take care of your family, take yeah. care of your kids, you know, uh, participate, be active in life and do not burn out. It's 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 counterintuitive to the old world. Get on the phones, work all these hours. Oh, oh wait a second. That music tells us, guys, we got to take a quick break and listen to this message from our show sponsor. You're listening to Hard Worker with Pete, the job guy on 104.5 WOKV.
Hey, Jacksonville, it's me, Angie Langlois, one of the managing partners here at Ascenda Resources in Jacksonville, Florida. Ascenda Resources is an award-winning, certified minority-owned staffing firm that specializes in placing highly skilled professionals on a temporary, temp-to-perm, or direct hire basis. Call the true professionals at Ascendo today, because despite the current challenges, our talented recruiters can find exactly what you need. Call me, Angie Langlois, at 904-479-9610. Welcome back, guys. That's our show sponsor. And if you don't know who it is by now, that's Angie Langlois, co-managing director of our Jacksonville, Florida Ascendo Resources office. And she's freaking awesome. And if you need any type of staffing assistance, you call Angie Langlois, 479-9610, because she's freaking awesome. That's the reason why you call her. (laughs) Okay. Eric Ross, go ahead. I know you're going to sit the Common sense ain't so common. We're Go after there. it. We're getting there. Do you know Angie, Pete? Are you, do you know her? Uh, she's um, she's my wife. Okay. And she's okay. also the better half of the dynamic Kershaw's duo. So, uh, yeah, we do a segment here called Common Sense Ain't So Common. I love when people send us stories. We share them. They're hysterical. One of those things that kind of leave you scratching your head thinking, no way this happens in the workplace. Today is a little bit off script. We have Maria, a.k.a. Rockstar, <laughs> accurate? Mora, HR Director with Ascendo Resources. You have to have at least one, probably 50 stories in the workplace where somebody did or said something where you thought, no way that just happened. I have about a million, but there's one that I've never forgotten. And oh, yeah. I want to make sure that I say this did not happen at Ascendo. Did not happen at Ascendo. Um, not at Ascendo. Not Disclaimer. At Ascendo. Official. Um, um, just started with a company on an HR role, uh, management, uh, not as a director, but management still. Um, we used to come into the office pretty early. There were codes to access the building. And if you, for example, uh, were maybe like at the front desk, you might come earlier than anybody Every time you enter the code, it registers. There's camera, security, et cetera. We come in this day, and the door was open, which was weird because it was like, you know, 8-something in the morning. Um, We go in. The music is on, and we see shoes literally, like, you know, peeking out of something. And I'm like, and I walk over, and I see (laughs) this person sleeping on the floor. And when I tell you that they were sleeping, they were not like lightly sleeping. They were like passed out. So we wake up this person and we're like, um, were they snoring? No, it was just like, they were like, they, it, it, it was bad. I, and I was like, are you okay? Like did something happen? He's like, Oh, I just got here. I must have dosed off. I was looking for something under here and you could smell that there was mm, something that wasn't quite is. right. Yep. 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 Now fast, fast forward. I'm like, when did you get here? Are you okay? Like go have a coffee, do something. He's like, no, 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 I, I'm, I'm good. And I, I said, let me go check the cameras because there was something not right about it. <laughs> oh, and yeah, mind you, this crazy. is like Uh-oh. a 21, 22-year-old kid. I go into the cameras with one of the managers. Sure enough, this kid came in like at 4 a.m., opened the door with the cold, went into our uh, kitchen, drank like, you know, everything that was in the fridge. And yes, at that, uh, it, it was a... Uh, a commercial space, so we had there was booze in the kitchen. To, yeah, 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 because we entertained uh, right, clients. Right. Um, drunk half of it, <laughs> passed out, and when we go to him, we're like, "Listen, did you drink the stuff that was in the kitchen?" No, I would never. You know, I just came in. I, I came in, and we're like, "But we have you on video, and this is this is the where it gets good." He's like, "That's not me." 
Oh, man. Oh, and it's clearly and, him well, on video. And I'm like, it's you? And he's like, no, that's not me. And then we're like, listen, this, this, you know, let's revisit this. Go home. We'll talk to you about it. And the kid, too, like, you know, till the day that I left that company, kept saying that wasn't him. So, you know. <sighs> you know but you call didn't terminate him? him? They didn't that's... terminate him. They, they were kind enough to, like, write him off and... and just give him like you know warnings, and this can never happen again. Was and it Eric actually- Ross? Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Don't, I haven't done that since about eighteen months ago. So, ladies and gentlemen, I love real life stories. Thank you for sharing. We call that gentleman Drunk Dan. I don't know what his name is, but do not be Drunk Dan. Don't do that. At no. least make sure there's not cameras in the office. That's all I'm saying. Thank you for sharing that story. That was amazing. Of course. Outstanding. That's a good uh, good common sense answer. We're wrapping up here, Maria, but I'm going to ask you the same question we ask every one of our guests. If if, if we had a time machine, magic Mm -hmm. time machine right now, you could go back in time and meet young Maria, maybe 19, 20 years old. Put your hand right on your shoulder. Look yourself in the eye and say, Maria... Let me give you this little bit of advice, whether it's uh, work-related or otherwise. What advice would you give young Maria? Definitely not to be so um, so concentrated on pleasing people um, because, you know, not that I'm a yes person, but I'm, I'm very... Um, I'm very open and I like to, you know, make sure that everybody's well taken care of. And at some point that meant sacrificing myself or, or my needs in, you know, the work area. So I think that, you know, that that it's important to stick up for yourself and not please people. And, and it's okay if some people don't like you. You're going to be okay. Wonderful. Love it. Yeah. And okay, guys, now, Maria, thank you for being on thank the show you, today. Guys. We thank really you appreciate it. Guys, this is one of my favorite parts of the show. This is where we have Boston Danny, and Boston Danny tells us about Boston, but he also gives your special person a shout-out. So if you have somebody that maybe has a birthday, an anniversary, or someone that made your workday just a little bit brighter, and you'd like to acknowledge them for it, send me an email, pete at petethejobguy.com. I'll give it to Boston Danny, and he'll give your special someone a wicked piss a shout-out like only Boston Danny can. With no further ado, Let's get this week's Boston Update from Boston Danny. Hello, Jacksonville. Danny here with your Northern Update. Well, up here in New England, we've been having a spate of crazy weather, let me tell you. We got days that are, you know, single digits. We got snow coming down six, seven inches at a time. And then, you know, a couple days later, sure enough, it's 60 degrees out. The snow's all melted. Everyone's walking around in shorts and, you know, life is good again. And, Two days later, we're back to nine degrees and, you know, threats of snow. So we're living large up here waiting for the spring, even though, you know, Puxatawney Phil, he called for six more weeks of winter. Our local uh, groundhog up here, Mrs. G, she lives up there at the Drumlin Farm. You know, she's, she, um, she said we're going to have an early spring. And I can believe it because, you know, I ran into a couple of robins, my first ones uh, this year, poking around in my yard the other day. So... Things are looking good. We're doing okay with the weather. We're just hard working, you know. You just gotta watch out. You got you got everybody waking up. The uh, the moose uh, traveling around in the urban areas, and you know, just down, down in Kentucky, we got ourselves a bear problem too. But you know, it's all good. We're all working around with it, so we'll get over with it. I just wish the uh, baseball people could get together on the right foot, so the guys could get together and maybe start doing a little. Um, uh, uh, you know, getting a little baseball going. But, you know, we still got the Celtics uh, coming out of the All-Star break. They're looking good. Uh, all the um, 
Bru- sorry, all the Bruins are doing fantastic. We're, we're rocking and rolling right on, right along there, and everything else is going uh, very well for us. You know, as far as Boston, you know, something I don't know you people, you'll love to use it, but Facebook, you know, invented right up here in Boston, right across the river in Cambridge, which, you know, practically the same thing. We'll claim that for us. So that's what you got that one going on. So Facebook started right up here. I think the... Um, uh, the metaverse is going to end up being headquartered up here, so we could have that going. But enough about that. You guys send in, send me in your um, your shout-outs. I'll get them going for you. I wish you a wicked happy birthday and all that other. Any anniversaries, just send them, send them into the site, and we'll get you going. So I want to wish a uh, wicked piss of birthday to Dot, Dot Walters and Jen Jack Von Hagen, Anna Rogers, uh, Olivia Ward and Mike Wilson. You guys have a wicked piss of day. Do something nice for yourself. It's your birthday and have fun with it. Brothers and sisters in Jacksonville, enjoy your weekend. Remember our first responders, our military, retired and active duty and everyone stay safe. Take care, brothers. Well, you did it, folks. You joined us today on Hard work, uh, can't say it with the Boston accent, with Pete the Job Guy and your co-host Eric Ross on 104.5 WOKV. Thank you for joining us.